0: shining a light on podcasts and videos that have caught our attention. The Spotlight with Jen Spiker. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
1: When the devil brings temptation, it's always going to be attractive. Listen, the devil may be wicked, but he's not stupid. He knows how to package his wares. He knows how to sell us stuff, and he knows how to direct market to you. Our adversary is observant and devious.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie warns us that the devil knows your weakness, and he's willing to exploit
1: it. What's your Achilles heel? Oh, you like this? And I'm going to bring that to you. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace.
0: Go to an online store looking for rubbish bags. Now, every other website you go to shows you ads for rubbish bags. Are they watching you? Yes, they are. They know what you want and they want to sell it to you. On A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie says the devil knows what you want too, and he wants to give it to you and sell your reputation down the river. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie reminds us of our adversary's tactics and how to resist them.
1: You know, one thing I found in life is it's just full of surprises, isn't it? The longer you live, it's like, wow, now that is not what I expected to happen. There are unexpected pleasures and blessings that come your way, sometimes surprises that are sad, others that are tragic. Some that are downright inexplicable. But you know, I've been surprised at how some people's lives have turned out. There are people I knew, maybe in high school, that I thought, this person is never going to amount to anything. This person, I don't know what's gonna happen with their life, but, but they'll never, they're, you know, sometimes we call them geeks and nerds. By the way, nowadays we call them boss sometimes. <laughs> but. Uh, then there are other people I knew that, man, they, they, were, they were the one. They had that extraordinary gift. They had that natural charisma. They were that born leader. And you thought, that person is going to make their mark on the world. And then maybe they went out and crashed and burned. Well, we're in our World changer series. And we're going to look at a guy who had an amazing beginning but not a great ending. And in fact, I have to admit, I'm even a little surprised he made it into the Heroes hall of faith of Hebrews 11. In fact, his name is just mentioned, among other names, Samson. He's just included. I mean, it was surprising to me that Gideon got in this group, but Samson, after his colossal failure, I mean, in contrast to Gideon, who really knew he was really on the lowest rung of the ladder. And basically, when he was called by God, he said, Lord, I'm the runt of the litter. I'm the lowest of the low. Samson, in contrast, thought he was all that and a bag of chips. <laughs> and uh, he was a mighty man. And for a time he was a mighty man of God. And even for a time he was a true world changer. But also in time the world began to change him as he turned his back on God. He had an amazing beginning and a tragic Ending. And listen, we decide how our story will end spiritually. You don't decide the day of your death any more than you decided the day of your birth. You don't decide how you will die or where you will die. But you do decide the spiritual state you will be in when you die. And we don't know when that day will come. You say, no, God decides that. No, actually, you decide that. God wants you in friendship and fellowship and intimacy with Him. But that's my choice to have that relationship with the Lord or not to have that relationship with the Lord. The great American poet Henry Wadsworth Longfellow once said, quote, great is the art of beginning, but greater is the art of ending, end quote. You know, if you're running in a race and you're holding the first place position for nine out of ten laps and then fall on the field and don't complete the race. It really doesn't matter what you did, does it? You have to cross the finish line and preferably be there before anybody else gets there and win the race, you're running. And so the idea is we wanna finish well, not just start well, but God gave him a second chance. So let's see what we can learn from his life. If you're taking notes, here's point number one. Samson had a great beginning. I mean, he had superhuman qualities. Physically, there was none stronger. He was faster than a speeding bullet. He was able to leap over tall buildings in a single No, I got the wrong guy there. Wait wait a second. That's Superman. But he was sort of like a superhero. I mean, think about this guy. He was a one-man army. (laughs) On one occasion, he killed 30 Philistines to settle a bet. The Philistines were the enemies of the Israelites. On another occasion, he killed a thousand Philistine warriors on the battlefield with a bone that he picked up off the ground. Not a sword or a spear, a bone. Uh, this guy was uh, incredible. He he took a lion once and ripped it apart with his bare hands, and he wasn't, you know, a fictitious superhero like you read about in DC comics or Marvel comics. Samson was more powerful than the Hulk. He was smarter than Dr. Strange. And he was the real deal. And God's Spirit came upon Samson to make a stand at a very dark time in the history of Israel. Similar to Gideon's time. Everyone was doing what was right in their own eyes. And the Bible also says and judges that the word of the Lord was scarce in those days. So. Samson was dedicated to the Lord and God wanted him to take the vow of a Nazarite. Among other things, that meant that you would never drink alcohol and secondly, that you would grow your hair out. Now sometimes we think Samson, his strength came from his hair. And I hope that's not true because if strength comes from hair, (laughs) my wife is a mighty warrior and I am worthless. (laughs) So He never cut his hair. And his strength did not come from his hair. It came from his commitment to God, symbolized by his hair. By the way, here's an interesting little twist on the story. The Bible never says Samson was well built or muscular. I think when we envision him, we think of Arnold Schwarzenegger as Conan the Barbarian, right? You know, all pumped up. I am here to pump you up. You know, long hair, that's Samson, right? Well, not necessarily, you know the Bible tells us that Joseph was well built, muscular. Bible tells us that David was very strong. But whenever Samson did one of his feats of strength, the spirit of God would come upon him. So what if he was like a scrawny little dude, right? Wear glasses with tape on the bridge. You know, I don't know. Pocket protector. Hello, I'm Samson. Hi. Who knows? We don't know anything about him in that way, but what he did was from God. He didn't do it in his own strength when God's Spirit would come upon him. So he has a great beginning. He is dedicated to the Lord. His birth announced by the Lord, or at the very least an angel. But no sooner does he get started when he starts doing the wrong things. He blatantly disobeys God and goes and marries a Philistine woman. They worship false gods. And this was uh, something God told them not to do. And this caused a lot of problems. And then after that, he got involved with a prostitute who lived down in Gaza. And he would go down to Gaza and he'd be with this prostitute. And so the devil threw out the bait and Samson took it hooker, line, and sinker, okay? (laughs) Here is Samson's problem. He had power without purity. He had strength without self-control. And I think he also took this supernatural strength God gave him for granted, thinking it would always be there. Listen, for 20 years he experienced the thrill of victory. Even when he was compromising, even when he sinned, the Lord still gave him the strength to do amazing things. So he probably thought it would always be there, but one day it wasn't. The devil sized him up, found his Achilles heel, and came up with a hack. Oh, I know how to get this guy. And he designed a special instrument to bring Samson down, and her name was Delilah.
0: You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. We're continuing our study of Samson today. We're about to see how effective Delilah was in bringing down this great strong man. Pastor Greg continues now with his message called wasted potential of a world changer.
1: So this beautiful, delicate, feminine, probably petite girl comes up to Samson and uh, he's attracted to her. And this proved to be his undoing. So let's look at the story now. Judges 16, starting in verse four. By the way, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Afterward, it happened that he loved a woman in the Valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, entice him and find out where his great strength lies and by what means we may overpower him so we can bind him to afflict him and every one of us will give you 1100 pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me where your great strength lies and with what you may be bound to afflict you. Samson said, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, I'll become weak like any other man." So the lords of the Philistines brought up her, the seven fresh bowstrings, and they're lying in wait and uh, staying with her in the room. And she said to him, "The Philistines are upon you, Samson." And he broke the bowstrings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. So the secret of his strength was not known. We'll stop there. So these Philistines are determined to bring Samson down. They offer Delilah the equivalent of five thousand dollars. We'll be a five grand. Just find out the secret of his strength. Bringing me to point number two. Temptation comes in attractive packages. Point number one. Samson had a good beginning. Point number two. Temptation comes in attractive packages. I'm sure Delilah was a very attractive woman. Uh, they're not going to hire some homely girl. They hire a fox effectively. Okay. He's, she'll catch his eye. We know that for sure. And When the devil brings temptation, it's always gonna be attractive. Listen, the devil may be wicked, but he's not stupid. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to package his wares. He knows how to sell his stuff. And he knows how to direct market to you. This has really been discovered a lot now with uh, people buying on the internet. Remember when that was an unusual thing? Now so many things are purchased on the internet. I know this recently because I, I bought Six beach chairs on the internet. And I wanted two. But I messed up the order. And I got too many. But here is the weird thing. You order something And then they notice what you order and then there's these little pop-up ads for things like that that come up because now they've kind of figured you out. Okay, this guy's weird. He likes lots of beach chairs. So let's market beach chairs and and things related to beach chairs to this guy. It's all these little pop-up ads. You know what I'm talking about? And they're popping up because that's direct marketing. That's the artificial intelligence working. And you go, ooh, I didn't know that was out there. Click, 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 click. And there it goes. Devil does the same thing. Okay, so what do you like? What's your weakness? What are you drawn to? What's your Achilles heel? Oh, you like this? And I'm gonna bring that to you and I'm gonna bring all the problems that come with it. Don't forget when Eve and Adam were tempted, the Bible says, the fruit of the tree was pleasant to look upon. So the devil sized up Samson and figured him out. He was a he-man with a she-weakness. Point number three. For temptation to succeed, we must be a willing participant. For temptation to succeed, we must be a willing participant. For temptation to work its magic, if you will, there must be desire on our part. James 1, 14 to 15 says, everyone is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and is enticed, and when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin And sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. For Satan to succeed, we must listen, yield, and desire what he wants. So we must listen and yield to and want what he's offering. He offers different kinds of bait, but it's not the bait that constitutes sin. It's the bite. Another way of saying it, it's not a sin to be tempted. So if you're tempted, oh I'm so twisted I can't believe that temptation came. has nothing to do with you. The devil can throw anything at you and it pops into your mind or whatever and it's not a bad thing until you make it your thing, you see. If you say, forget that man. I'm not thinking about that. and I Get behind me Satan. That's great. But then if you say, oh well, that's interesting. I think I'll take that for a test drive. I think I'll try that free sample. I think I'll... Think about that a little bit, now that's where the problem begins. So the devil observed Samson, saw how he would bring him down. He thought, I'm not gonna bring this guy down in the battlefield, but I can bring him down in the bedroom. But he did find a willing accomplice in Samson because he kept walking into trap after trap. You know, the tip-off for Samson should have been that Delilah worked at supercuts, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> And you have to give Delilah credit. She was upfront with her intentions. Look at verse six. She says, please tell me where your great strength lies, so I may afflict you. Yeah. Single people. <laughs> if you go out on a date with someone and they say something like that, don't go out with that person again. In fact, terminate the date immediately. She's direct, but I, he found this amusing. Ooh, you afflict me; I kill Philistines for entertainment, and you, this delicate little dish named Delilah, you're going to afflict me. Oh, that's absurd! And that brings us to a very important point—a great theological insight. Are you ready for it? Here it is: sin makes you stupid. <laughs> it's true. Sin makes you stupid. Just like when you drink alcohol. You know, you have a drink, you have another drink, you start saying crazy stuff, maybe you start doing weird things, you're under the influence of alcohol. (laughs) You see, in the way people drive, they get DUIs, not because they speed, sometimes because they drive too slow, or they just stop, or they do things that draw the attention of, uh, you know, the CHP or other police officers, and so forth. They're pulled over. You're under the influence, they say. And sin brings you under its influence and you start saying and doing crazy stuff. And that's what was happening to Samson. He wasn't thinking clearly. He thought he could handle it. We've all heard the rationalization. Someone says, hey, we'll go just so far and we'll stop, I promise. Hmm, famous last words. Hey, I'll return it and I'm only borrowing it. Just this one time, we'll never do it again. The Bible asks the question, can a man take fire in his lap and not be burnt? He I don't know the answer. Okay, go set fire to your lap later and tell me how that works out. Yeah, no, if you have fire in your lap, you will be burnt.
0: Good words of warning today on a new beginning from Pastor Greg Laurie's message called "Wasted Potential of a World Changer." And next time we'll have some more from this study. But before we go today, Pastor Greg has a final comment about the danger of sin. As Proverbs says, "Can a man take fire in his lap and not be burned?"
1: When I was a kid, I I, I was fascinated by fire, and I did stupid things. I used to take my mom's hairspray, and I would light a lighter and I would spray it, and it would be like a blowtorch. <laughs> Could anything be dumber than this? I'd see like a, you know, spider in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> <So good. laughs> loved it. So, little pyromaniac in the making. So I loved to set fire to my army men. I had these little green army men. They are all in fixed positions. You know, one guy's holding a pistol, another guy's holding a rifle, and another guy's crouched down with a bazooka. So, I, I like the guys who were aiming the rifle because I would light the end of it and, you know, so I'd light it and it's like this and it would kind of start working up the guy and he'd start melting like this and melting, 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 melting and then he'd be a little green puddle. So one time I was lighting my army men on fire on top of a piece of newspaper <laughs> and you know what happened. It caught fire. <laughs> oh, no, what do I do? So I grabbed this Paper on fire with plastic green army men burning and threw it into a waste basket that was made out of like bamboo. <laughs> now that's oh you know, I fortunately I was able to get the fire out, but that's how sin works, right? Start small, gets out of control. This is the day.
0: If you'd like a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, it is available on CD from Vision Christian Store. Search, Wasted Potential of a World Changer at visionstore.org.au or call one 0 5011 Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.